we're live! Hi everyone, welcome to another live reality game shows podcast. I'm here with everybody's favorite runner-up, everyone's favorite merge brew, and everybody's favorite 0.5 host of Survivor Michigan, Nick. Nick, how you doing? Good, thanks for having me. Well, I thanks for coming on. I know you said you had a busy week this week. Yeah, I've, I've been busy helping people move and live in life, but we're here, we're we're ready to dive into everything. Yeah, I think I have to get the big question out of the way. Why did you not play the idol? I I honestly think I just choked. I I went into tribal knowing something was going wrong, um, and by the end of tribal, I I looked over, waited for Sam. He he was Sam was wearing like this weird fake, or I think he was wearing one of Jackson's fake idols. And he, they were all doing dramatics throughout tribal. So I thought Sam was like gonna get up and like go play his fake idol and pretend like he thinks he's going home and all of this jazz. Um, and so I was gonna wait for him. And so I like sat there waiting and then he did nothing. And then Brady started reading the votes and I was like, oh, I didn't do anything. So let's hope it's not me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would have done even if I did get up and play it. I think my I think I went into tribal with the concept of like maybe if I go up there and just like pretend like I'm playing it for myself, I can gauge other people's reactions and then based off of other people's reactions decide if I'm playing it or saving it next week. Because I knew it was like me or Sarah. I just like felt that like gut feeling. I was like something's going wrong. It's probably me or Sarah. But like if it's not me this week, then I have to use it next week. That was that was the thinking. It was like, do I think I'm going home or do I think they're going to pick Sarah first? Um, and I hadn't fully decided what I was going to do with it when I went into tribal. I just was going to like fake play it and then gauge reactions. But then I did nothing. So <laughs> it's kind of like you were just like blank in mind for a moment. It's like you're off in your own head and next you know you got snapped back to reality. It's like, oh, Brady's like halfway reading the votes. Yeah, no, that's exactly like what happened. It was like, I think I was just so overanalyzing everything that I, by the time Brady was like started reading the votes, I was like, oh, fuck. Like that was the, that was the time I was supposed to do something. And then as soon as I saw my name, I was like, there it goes. There I am. That's me yeah and how did you know like what gave you the feeling that it was potentially you in danger because th from what we could tell in the edit and these people being good liars which to their credit we've seen the past seasons what gave you the feeling like okay something's up I might be going home and I might need this idol so I will say this is this happened years ago so I don't know all of the details that really like made me feel that way but i know one of the big ones was like sam just wasn't really trying that hard um to save himself and maybe he was trying really hard with bailey and them but he wasn't trying hard with like me and sarah and i even talked to sarah about it the other day after we watched the episode and we were talking about how like sarah distinctly remembered um a time when she messaged our group chat our odawa group chat which had bailey and cooper and she was like yeah sam's not like reaching out to us or anything he's not really like scrambling and then like moments later sam then messaged her to meet up 
And we were just thinking like, oh, Bailey's like telling him or doing something. So we knew like something was up, but we didn't fully like have enough details to really know why something was up or what was really happening. And I think at the time it was just a lot of like, Sam wasn't scrambling and Sam's not someone who goes down easy. Um, and then I think it was weird that we were trying so hard to split it um, and all of this other stuff. It was, it was just like weird feelings around like who was talking to who and why people weren't trying hard enough. And I, I, I just read it that way of like, we're probably like something's going wrong. I just don't know who it's going to be on fully. Yeah. I mean, I have no perception of the game and I'm just instantly told what I'm like. Somebody tells me this person going home. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just fully believe people because it's like, they have no reason to lie. Yeah. See, I, just... I feel like I believe people too, but I don't know. Something was, something was just clearly up. And after, I, I think I was also just like on edge because I had just blindsided Cooper and Bailey. Um, so I knew like, I knew getting in their good graces again would have been, like taken some time. Um, so I think I was just like on edge and paying attention to like if or what could go wrong um, the entire time. Yeah, because you mentioned it, the whole Jesse blindside in that big double two-part or cliffhanger tribal council <laughs> where apparently voting Jesse was like the ultimate betrayal of Bailey and Cooper's trust. <laughs> Like, yeah. How can you not save a girl you probably had zero conversations with? Uh, yeah, I actually, that's actually a fair point. Cause I don't think I did have a single like one-on-one -on -one conversation with Jesse, but then they were like asking me to take out Jackson who I did have conversations with and I actually really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was like going into it. Everyone knew Bailey would be really upset. We, we assumed we could like, keep good graces with Cooper, but we thought taking out Jesse over Leia would be like, okay, well, it's just like a side character in this, in the grand scheme of like everyone's connections, like she's less connected. So maybe it won't be as big of a deal, but it, it ended up being one of the biggest deals we could have done. So I think in Cooper's case, he would have been fine if his name wasn't written down. Yeah. That's like true. I think if it, yeah I think if Lucy just didn't vote for him, then he probably wouldn't have been as upset because I don't think he really cared that much about Jesse either because yeah. I don't even think they had a conversation from what we could tell. But yeah, Bailey was not happy. To put things mildly. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you guys didn't even get the full extent of it. I don't know what happened with the producers and the cameras, but like there was like a whole hour long period between like tribal and the next challenge where it was like dark, wet, rainy. Everyone's like upset. Bailey was literally like probably crying and like, I don't know if she was throwing up, but she was at least crying behind a bush. Um, Noah had to console her at some point because Noah was around. Um, it was absolutely insane. And I knew like going into, and we weren't merging. So going into that immunity challenge, I was like, if we lose, I'm like, fucked. I'm like, so done because I could, you could just read it off of Cooper, Bree and Bailey. I don't know if Bree was as bad, but like Cooper and Bailey were definitely like very upset about it at, in the moment. So 
God, it was it was stressful. And I don't know, I think I think in some ways that was like the the move that ended my game. But in other ways, it's also like I, I don't know what other like I was I supposed to just let it let people kind of run my game for me for a few. I don't know. No, because honestly, looking at I remember when we filmed the uh, All Star Draft podcast, I was looking at the entire cast, and your name was the one where I was like, "No one's really pissed off at Nick." So I see him going very far because you were my winner pick, and well, and my merch boot pick just happened to be Megan, the girl who won immunity. So I'm like, yeah. "I'm doing great in this draft." <laughs> Because it did look like Sarah was getting most of the blame for the Jesse boot. And then you and Andrew were just kind of like in the background being like, eh. Yeah. And I, I think that's like a fair assumption too, is that uh, I do think Sarah got most of the blame. And I think somehow Andrew got like the least of the blame. I think it's because he like argued about the fact that he knew it wasn't going to merge after. And I saw, so I was like in the middle there where people were like, why'd you do it? And I was like, well, it made sense for my game, but also I didn't mean to blindside you. So like they were still mad at me, but I don't know. It was weird. I think Bailey, I think Bailey still held a grudge that I didn't tell her. I think Cooper like eventually just was like, whatever. And then, you saw that he didn't fully want to flip, but ended up flipping because his because Bailey and Emily were. But I, I don't. I think Cooper got over it, and I just think Bailey was consistently upset and feeling like she can't trust anyone of those anyone who blindsided her. Yeah, you blindsided her once, and she's like, "You're dead to me." <laughs> I mean, it, to, in Bailey's credit, she didn't. She's never. She hasn't made it that far. Like in her first season, she got yeah. it right at the swap. So she doesn't know what merge is supposed to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense from her part too. Like if someone blindsided me like that, I would be upset. I went into it not wanting to blindside um, them. I I was actively telling Andrew and Bailey that like, or Andrew and Sarah that if we're doing it, we're going to like tell them, even if it's last minute, like we're, I, we need to tell them. Um, but we had a whole plan where we would tell them on like the car ride up and um, up to tribal and Cooper ended up going in a different car. Uh, so then it's just me, Bailey, Bailey's boyfriend, uh, Sarah and Andrew and everyone there would be absolutely pissed off if I said anything. And so I just kept my mouth shut because I was like five minutes before tribal, I was panicking. I was like, there's no way this is about to happen. Is this really about to happen? I didn't think this was going to go through. Like, I didn't think we even, I didn't even think we were going to be able to like have the boat split in a way where we could save Jackson. I thought that was such a long shot by itself that I didn't even think we would get to the point where we fully needed to tell Bailey and Cooper. Cause I just didn't think it was fully going to happen. And then by the time, all the dominoes like started falling. I was like, there's no way to like stop this from going. And I just jumped on and went along for the ride. I mean, you're probably thinking there's like, oh, everything that I wanted to happen for the best thing did actually happen. Huh, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just like, 
how, you saw how pissed Bailey was or how upset Bailey was afterwards. I can't imagine what she would have done if we said it before. And she 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 claims that she would have been okay with it and would have just been or she would have been mad, but I don't I think she probably would have said something. I mean, she's mad at Sarah for writing down her name when she's never written down her name. She's maybe considered it, but she's never actually put parchment to paper Bailey. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone who wrote down her name went home. <laughs> I know Bailey. Bailey is an emotional player, but uh, I love Bailey. But she is just someone who will hold a grudge. Like, if if your name is ever on her lips, it's done immediately. Done. Um, so, yeah, because I because she always held a grudge with Sarah, and I don't know if it was fully the entire time, but she held a grudge with Sarah because of her working with Emily early on, and Emily saying. Bailey's name and it was just like it's to some extent it's like oh whose name was Sarah supposed to say on that tribe like she she didn't know anyone um. she close with Bailey she was close with Emily and Emily was pushing Bailey so like what else what else was she supposed to do I know just constantly say tell him we've always been voted off yeah just keep just keep going with it <laughs> I mean well Bailey does eventually get over grudge. I mean, I hear her and Maggie are now like inseparable, and we all remember the infamous steal the bacon. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Bailey, I think Bailey after the game is able to very easily separate. I think during the game, it's like she's just so she's just so on edge and worried um, about going home. I think she's like, no, if you cross me, you're dead. Like, we're done. You know how, like, the, the confessional where Cooper's like, oh, I'm buying body bags? That's Bailey. That's actually yeah. Bailey. Cooper says yeah. it, Bailey means it. Yeah. Cooper's buying the body bags, Bailey's putting them to use. Yeah, exactly. It's very like Abby Maria from Actual Survivor, where it's like, once you say my name, you're dead to me. Yeah. She does get very, like, Abby vibes. Abby Maria, not season two Abby. Yeah. It's it's so fun to watch, though. Bailey as a character is amazing. Oh, she's entertaining as hell. Yeah, I love it. How and does... it's like, I don't think she's even, she's not even a bad player necessarily. No. She blabs a lot. She does say everything. She shares everything. Um, but I think, like, strategically, like, her mindset is there. She understands, like, kind of who she needs to align with and like who she needs to target and things like that so i do think she has like that on her mind especially um in all stars after after the whole kevin debacle in season two she was like she learned from it and was like okay no i need to i need to align with normal people um but <laughs> but it is still like she just talks so much that it gets her into trouble she just loves to I mean, the amount of people she's just meeting and passing. For real. Literally everyone. I just constantly. <laughs> I'm finding Bailey very entertaining this season. And she definitely has good aspects of the game and bad. No one's a perfect player. But the fact that she can create a seven-person alliance and then turn on that seven-person alliance to make another seven-person alliance, that has to take some skill. Yeah. No, she was... Going yeah, going into the game, I don't know if a lot of people saw her as a threat, but she ended up being a uh, big threat. And even even going into merge, I think everyone kind of like knew she was talking to a lot of people and had a lot of connections. I don't know if anyone really necessarily saw her 
flipping and working with Sam. Like that seemed like a stretch going into merge because she was so anti Sam and Sam's trio. Um, I guess now Sam's duo with Sam and AJ. Uh, but going into it, yeah, going into merge, it was like people saw that she was well connected, but everyone also was like, well, she's with, like she's connected to me. So she ends up being able to be this big threat, but also still have so many connections. It's crazy. I think she has a connection with pretty much everyone on the season. Well, yeah. on the tribe, not the season. Yeah. She, well, yeah, I, she's definitely, she's connected with Cooper, Emily, Bree, Leia. Um, she is now working with Sam and AJ. Uh, she was connected with Kevin, even though she didn't want to be. She didn't really have a connection with Megan. Um, but... And then she, she has a connection with the original Adala, with yeah. Andrew. Maybe not as much Sarah, but still something. Yeah. So really only Megan? Yeah, really only Megan. I don't, yeah, I don't know how close she is with Adam at this time. Um, but I, I think it, I think the two people who are like lowest on her list are Sarah and Megan. And both of them were like, okay, well, we'll still work with your alliance. Like they didn't really have any other <laughs> options but to work with Bailey anyways. <laughs> I mean, Megan didn't care. She was safe. She was just yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Megan's like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I want my first immunity. <laughs> Which, congrats to, like, that's like a classic immunity challenge, like, hold something above your head. Yeah. And this time, you gotta play for an advantage. Did you consider playing for the advantage, or was it like, not just gonna go straight for immunity? Um, I think I just went straight for immunity. I figured getting an advantage would only put a target on my back. And I I knew what I I knew going into this first merge vote after everything that happened with Jesse, I was trying to like divert the target again because I because I knew coming into the game I had a target. And so bringing the target back up after the Jesse vote when people are upset with me, I was like, no, I need to do anything I can to lower it. So I I was like I want to go for immunity. Even if I win immunity, that's fine. It's not going to make me like a big threat. It will just keep me safe for the week. Um, but I knew if I like won the advantage, then pe all eyes would be on me. And I did not want that at all. Yeah. And that advantage was not going to help you. No. I, no. Good thing I didn't go for it. Cause I don't think it would have been a good advantage for me anyways. I don't think I would have no. used it well. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the advantage is great. Advantage. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a good advantage in general. Yeah. Like, so for people wondering, the advantage that Emily B won, so she potentially has two, we still don't know that this whole Pringle Idol, uh, is once she's voted off, she can cast a vote at the next tribal, which is, I don't know, eh, not really that good, because no. you don't know how the dynamics work. I think that it would work if she could, like, sit in, watch tribal, then cast a vote, maybe, but yeah. the fact that it's, like, immediately after your vote off you know nothing it's just pretty much giving somebody a penalty vote and if they win the immunity then it just goes away yeah. i don't know i get the concept for it fitting with the theme so i'm not gonna like it's it's also not like a bad twist in the sense of like it's adding anything negative to the game um yeah. but it's just like i don't think it's adding really anything like exciting it could have some effect in some scenarios but it's like it's hard to use and by the time you're like the biggest thing is just like making people afraid to vote you or 
boat you in an obvious way. So then people are just going to go behind your back and boat you um, so that you don't, you don't like spite them. So I don't, yeah. know. I, don't, I don't know if it really, like, if I got it, I would just be like, oh, this is a little waste. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do with it. I would just be like, okay, well, this isn't helping me until I'm out, but I guess I can be bitter, which I would thrive to be bitter, but... <laughs> um, I mean, you get the chance to be bitter on the jury. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know if you have experience with bitter jury members. Um, I don't know if that's something you're familiar with. I don't know. I don't, after season two, I think maybe a little bit, maybe a little... Just a little. I mean, you and Mallory are the Aubrey and Michelle of Survivor Michigan. People to this day still argue which one of you two should have won. I know. It's crazy. I, I, I feel the same exact way of like, even after the season, I was like, it is Aubrey versus Michelle. Is it the is it the social winner, the more strategic winner? Like who is the who's the better one here? And I I can't say um after after that season of real survivor i was telling people that um i i understand and think michelle was the better winner so uh i can't <laughs> as much as much as i also feel like um i deserve to win in season two i do also feel like mallory did what she needed to do to win so i can't i can't completely argue against their points but it is it is fun to mess around with so I mean, you went on a five-minute rant on why Mallory did deserve to it. Granted, it was for a challenge, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like as as a Survivor viewer, like I under I understand why and how she won. So it, it is what it is, and people will still argue it, and I'll still argue it either way. I, I'll be devil's advocate no matter what. So <laughs> just throwing a comment in there, being like, you know, if I won, things would be different, and then just see the comments just go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, they'll they'll like you up. have some diehard defenders. Like <laughs> Naomi, I don't know if you're watching. She's like the biggest Nick stand that I know because she will constantly bring up the fact. Just let you know, Nick should have won season two. <laughs> I love Naomi. <laughs> so back to Michigan. I feel like every vote you've been a part of, except the Tom vote, you had like a chance to make a big decision. Because the Emily vote, you could have changed the game to vote off Andrew. The Aaron vote, I think, was another big one. So, like, do you choose Team Aaron or Team Sam? And then, obviously, the Jesse vote. We kind of went through the Jesse vote a little. Let's go back to, I think, probably the biggest one would be you deciding to team up with Sam, Adam, and Lucy to get rid of Aaron and Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think going into that week, uh, I was pretty conflicted. Um, and I think, I think we, I think the edit showed how conflicted, uh, I was. And I think it was just, I think beyond just me being conflicted, me, Brie and Sarah were all like back and forth the entire week. I think we even were like sending a message like an hour before tribal or so where Brie like sent us a message being like, wait, so the plan is to vote Aaron, right? Like we, we decided that like, <laughs> with like still an hour before we were, we were still double checking. We were all on the same page. But it was like a, it was a hard one for me because I think I went into the game feeling closer with Aaron than I did for, with Sam, but I grew to uh, really trust Sam by that point. And I think me and him had a really good relationship once we got on the swap tribe. Um, and I was also just feeling like I was low on people's 
trust list, essentially. Like I knew I had a lot of connections because I had a lot of friends in the game and people who I was working with and talking to just generally and casually. So I knew I had a lot of connections, but I knew also that they all had someone like above me. And I was really worried about that. So I was trying to figure out like, how do I get closer to people or at least get the other people to target each other before they start like just thinking I'm disposable. Um, and so I went into that vote trying to figure that out. And I landed on voting out Erin because she was so close with Cooper. I knew they were ride or dies. I knew um, if she stays in the game and she teams up with Cooper, that Cooper will always choose her. She will always choose Cooper. Um, and I think I misjudged how much she would like ride for me. I, that, that like, there were so many things that were like on my mind that for some reason that one just kind of like I overlooked it. Um, but I, I also wanted to keep the trio of Sam, Lucy and Adam in the game because I figured if those three are there, they will always be a huge target. And for the, at least a round or two, that would allow like Bailey and Cooper to stick with me to target them. Um, so it just it was just my way of like trying to get Bailey and Cooper closer to me. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it ended up working because then the next vote I blindsided Bailey and Cooper, but, uh, but that was the, that was the concept that was in my head when I was going through it all. Yeah. I mean, it is one of those moments where you look back on, it's like, Oh, if I voted off, let's say you went with the plan to vote off Lucy, then Lucy wouldn't have been an option in the double tribal. And then maybe they would have forced, had to pick someone else like, Jesse and they would have been okay with it. And then maybe you could have had Aaron, Cooper, Bailey, and all those people with the merge to not vote you off. Yeah. Cause every time I talk to Aaron, she constantly goes like, I would die for Nick, I would die twice for Cooper, which I'm still trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it means it means she's just insanely loyal to both of us. Um, but she would just she would slightly pick Cooper over me, but that doesn't mean she would ever try to get either of us out. I think it's yeah. that. But yeah, yeah and go ahead. Oh no, no, ahead. You can go ahead. I don't know what I was that say. Oh, but yeah, there is there is a lot of like butterfly effects there where if we would have voted out Lucy, um I think I think it would have been okay. And I think in some aspects, like Aaron would have fought for me to stay. It would have been harder for Bailey and Cooper to flip. Even if like something went wrong at the double tribal, it would have been harder for Bailey and Cooper to flip because Aaron would have been there like trying to work with me. So there is like some aspect of like, oh, well, there is a chance I actually keep everyone together by keeping Aaron because she'll fight for me. But there's also the con concept of like, maybe if Lucy isn't there, like Sarah ends up going home because they were going to blindside Sarah. Um, they were considering blindsiding Sarah. And I think at that time, if Lucy's not an option and they don't have two easy votes, they would take out Sarah before they take out um, Aaron. Aaron, yeah, exactly. Aaron or Jesse or Yeah, someone. exactly. So, so there, is a, there is like a back and forth. There is no real like very clear way but i but i do see um there there are some like i wouldn't say regrets but there are some considerations when i when i run the what ifs that happen after every game 
um, that is one of the what ifs of like, what if I kept Aaron? Would I have been able to like get more people on my side with that? Would I have been able to get closer with Cooper and Bailey because of that? Or would it have made me even more disposable? Um, I, I was playing with fear of being disposable, but I think it could have gone the other way if I kept her too. So I don't know. It's it's hard to fully say. Yeah, it's one of those many what ifs. Like, what if we didn't blindside Jesse? What if we kept Tom in this game? Yeah. And yeah. not given probably the worst track record in Michigan history, being voted off within the first two tribals three times if we're counting the point five season. <laughs> Yeah, it is crazy. I think this game has so many what ifs, um, and I and that's more than just for me. I think for everyone, there's a ton of what if, what ifs because it's been like, despite the fact that it does seem like there's major connections that are controlling things, there are a lot of. It is very like fluid. There is a lot of like things changing. Like, what if Sam never said? Tom blue thing or what if Sam never said or warned Tom about anything does Emily still stay it's just like so many little things have like changed the game in drastic ways that it's it's hard to like fully picture or understand what would happen if if in the butterfly effect something changed yeah like what if Cooper wasn't the host would he have this many connections? What if 4.5 never happened? Will people know that Tom was considering blackmailing people? <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, if 4.5 never happened, maybe I'm not scared of Aaron. Because I, cause yeah, in 4.5, because... Aaron and Cooper are so tight that I'm like, I know that going into season five. Yeah, and Aaron did just get runner-up in that season. Yeah, very true. Yeah, what was it again? It was like Chloe won, Aaron was second, one of the Emily's was third. I want to say it was B, and yeah, then Dylan was B. fourth. Yep, exactly. I feel like I knew way too much about four point five without you guys releasing that video from what people have told me. <laughs> yeah, I had I forgot most of four point five. <laughs> so props to you if you remembered a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like that little bit. Speaking yeah. of 4.5, would you say that kind of helped your game a little, being like, okay, I'm going to host a Survivor-like event to see how these people play a Survivor game? Yeah. Like, kind of get a hint of their strategy. Yeah, I don't think I, I... I wasn't doing it for that reason, but it definitely did help. And I think it also helped me connect with some people um, because it, it allowed me just to, like, casually talk to these people over the summer um and just get to know them so like I, I i was already kind of close with aaron but i got closer to aaron over that summer um i think that was like i didn't really i was less involved in season four but i was still like talking to adam at that time over the summer so i was able to like not only witness people's games but also create relationships with people i necessarily wouldn't not necessarily would have had. Um, and and I do know, like, it never ended up showing or mattering, but it was on my mind because, like, even 2.5, we saw Sarah blindside someone who, like, completely trusted her, which was oh, yeah. she, she blindsided Katie while they were drinking, live on, like, camera. Like, they were right next to each other. So I knew, I knew going into the game Sarah was cutthroat, 
And I, I didn't worry about it at the moment, but I was like, in my head, I was thinking late game. I was like, I know Sarah's going to try something. Like, I just, I had to keep an eye out for Sarah. Like, I love her to death and I would have tried to still go really far with her, but I knew at some point she was going to try to flip something. And you could even see it like in one of her confessionals this last episode, she did mark me as one of the people she would never beat. So I was, it was on her mind, but like just, we weren't we weren't far enough along for her to do that yet, but I was yeah. I was definitely very nervous about it. Maybe she needs to be at your house drinking to vote you off. Maybe that's her thing. It's like I have to be in the room with someone to blindside them. <laughs> Sarah just plays such a ruthless game. I'm just I I believe like if Sarah ever felt like it was me versus her, she would throw me under the river so fast, and I wouldn't blame her. I I would totally get it, but it's just so funny to me. I, she's so she's such a great character, and I'm so glad she got to play again. Yeah, I'm so happy we get to see uh, more of Sarah since we didn't really get to see that much of her in season one for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for some reason, the edit didn't show her a lot throughout yeah. the season. <laughs> and <laughs> that was such a fun video to watch, like the whole Brie having a crush on Cooper thing. <laughs> And then the birth of Sarah's Cooper obsession. Yeah, really. A lot of Cooper obsessions came out of 2.5. Yeah, I mean, for fair reason. Cooper was very, like, (laughs) against online people and then flipped on all of his allies and then then still lost the game. So (laughs) Cooper is a a snake and a robot. (laughs) A snakey robot. That has to be a thing somewhere. We'll make that mm-hmm. happen. Oh, I was going to ask something, then I completely forgot. Oh, yeah. You mentioned you kind of built a relationship with Adam. We kind of saw this episode you two be a weirdly... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say positive duo, but you're just like an all-of-a-sudden duo with like the whole idol clue situation. Do you want to go into detail about that? Yes. So it wasn't like intentional the idol clue hunting it was just one of those things where everyone else left and me and adam both knew we were going to like try to figure out something of like how to get rid of this clue or like how to figure out the clue we were we were sitting there stewing and waiting for people to leave before then and then i think we both just like kind of looked at each other like nodded knew we weren't knew both of us were going to stay there and just kind of decided to do that um but me and adam get along very well um so it was just super natural for us to do that we stayed up for hours scratching out clues just hanging out and talking um and i do think we got really close uh i was actually i think i was very shocked uh when i heard later that adam was one of the people who at their meeting was trying to take me out over sarah because I felt like going into the whole tribal situation, even if they he wasn't voting with me and I wasn't voting with him, I was actively trying to work with him in the future. Um, I, I don't know if it was like, I don't know how clear I made it to him, um, but in my head, I was trying to be like, hey, like, yeah, you're and Sam's name are out there. Like, we all know that, but like, don't worry. I was like trying to hint at him, like, you're fine. Just 
don't stress, like you'll be okay. Because, because in my mindset, what I was going to do later was probably flip with him and Bree and like some of the people on the bottom, like Kevin or Sarah um, is where my headset head was. So I was hoping we could just get out Sam and then like work with Adam um, in the future. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I think there was a miscommunication there. I think Adam is an emotional player. So he didn't want Sam leaving. And I also just don't think I made it clear enough to him that I was like actively trying to work with him. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of merit to the concept of like, maybe I should have just told him straight up what was happening. And then we could have just like correlated because I've, I've talked with Sam and he said that Sam, Sam said that him and Adam wanted to work with me and Sarah more than he wanted to work with Cooper and Bailey. So there is a chance that like Actually. he just, just said something like very clear to Adam and just been like, Hey, like what's up. But I just, th- I just think at that time my head was like, Oh, well I can't really flip or do anything yet. But like in a vote or two, it'll happen. Like just, we just, yes. it's always that thing where it's like, when's the right time to make a move. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of this idol, there was a lot of controversy behind this in many different ways. First off, with the whole who actually said Apollo first for some reason, I looked back on that scene because I was like, I kind of skipped through the beginning of Tribal Soul. I kind of accidentally skipped you saying it. And when you got the clue, I was like, huh? He didn't say the word. Then I looked back and they're like, Apollo G. Yeah. And then everyone's just like, he didn't say it. Adam should have got it. It's like, he did say it. He just put a gap. No one said it had to be straightly the word Apollo. Yeah. And like, uh, I I went into it knowing uh, that was my plan. And so I told, I, I did more in production that I was going to do it uh, because I didn't know how strict or annoying they would be with the rules. And they were like, <laughs> well, they essentially didn't like fully confirm it, but they were like, as long as it's like clear enough, as long as you're clearly saying Apollo, like it'll work. So I did say, I did warn them. I like tried to give them an example to get like confirmation, but they didn't give me, they didn't give me full confirmation. Um, But it was like one of those things where I was like, okay, well I will very clearly say Apollo, then re-say Apollo G's. Like I made it feel like I stumbled on the word so I could like separate it. Um, And even after I said it, I remember I saw production like in the background, like whispering to like confirm. Um, And I I don't think everyone knew that was happening, but it was just like a little bit of like, I saw like Chloe, like double check with someone or something along those lines. And so I knew, I knew people were like talking to make sure like what I did was okay, but yeah i went in i went into it knowing that three or i i knew at least the person who scratched out the clue knew about it and i knew that adam knew about it so i was like the only way i can get it is if i say it first and the only way i say it first is if i say it right away because other people are fighting for it so like that's the only move i can really make is i have to say it immediately or else i'm not getting it yeah and everyone's coming up with this the most complicated ways to say the word apollo like Adam's talking about Apollo 13. Cooper's thinking about getting drunk and randomly say it. You just simply just thought of a word that had the word Apollo already in it. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I mean, like, even it, I don't even think I really needed to be clever about it because I knew other people. Like, my my mindset going in was it's a public idol. People are going to know about it. Everyone's, like, 
I'm using it this week or next week. Even if I like wasn't in danger, I think I would have been like, I'm using it this week or next week, just because I don't want the target of having an idol on my back. Um, but I knew it was going to be public. So I don't even know like fully why my mindset was like, oh, I have to make it hidden because I knew everyone would know about it anyways. But still like going through that whole Apollo 13 story, I did not understand. I was like, I was lost. I was confused. Um, I didn't fully get it, but yeah. If I was in that situation, I probably would have thought something to be like, well, I wanted to name the tribe like Apollo or something like that. But everyone was just like, scallywag, which... No offense, you guys. Not a good try, try name. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I don't think we came up with a good one either. But we, no. we just went with it. <laughs> yeah, pirate theme, and then another controversy with the idol was the whole scratching at the idol clue situation, like putting Sharpie over it. Yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah, and one. I don't know why people haven't thought of doing that in other seasons. And maybe it's just because it's All-Stars, people are taking it a lot more seriously and kind of willing to bend the rules. Because nobody ever, like, scratches out an idle clue when they find Well, to be fair, they find it, and they don't really re-hide it. So what do you guys think about that in the moment, the whole, oh, let's put Sharpie over the clue so nobody else can read it? Oh, I was fuming when I saw Sharpie. Like... If you ask any of the producers, they, I'm sure it's, I sure I could pull up the chat somewhere, but I was like, I was pretty much screaming at them um, over text, but screaming at them nonetheless. <laughs> uh, I was so mad about it because it very clear, they didn't scratch out the part that said the clue has to stay here. They scratched out everything else. So I was like, it very clearly says like the clue has to stay here. Like the point of it is that there's it's supposed to be here for everyone to see like what is going like this is just blatantly cheating in my in my head it was cheating but i also understand like there are loopholes around it i think it was just poor planning on production's part of the way they distributed the clue and the clue itself i think i think because they gave it to emily as an advantage um and the fact that it was the apollo idol it made Emily's advantage pretty much irrelevant if they weren't allowed to scratch it out. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think I think the combination of like having the advantage and having it be the uh, Apollo Idol were bad together. But I think if they were done separately, then don't scratch it out and it'll be fine, or something like that. Does that does that make sense? I might have worded that. Weird. Yeah. No, yeah, I get what you mean. The fact that it was an idol where you needed to say a certain words, like the current 41, 42, 43 seasons, yeah. and the fact that everyone was going to eventually know about it, it didn't really make her advantage any better, because you could think of it like, oh, it's 24 hours to find an idol, but the fact that it's an idol that's going to be given to you at a, certain po at a fixed point, then it doesn't really help at all. If it was like a completely separate idol, for example... Yeah. Like when seasons do like an edge of not an edge of extension, an exile island idol with the regular tribe idols. Yeah. There's something like that, then it would have made a better advantage. But the fact that it was just the Apollo idol, yeah, that kind of does not help. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 where my head's at. Where if, if it was like edge of or not edge, uh 
exile. If it was exile, where it was like, oh, a bunch of clues leading to other clues, I think scratching it off um, doesn't make sense at all. I think that would be cheating. Um, but at least the 24 hours would matter. It would give Emily like 24 hours to actually find it before anyone else got to look, which is fair. But because it was a Apollo and she could only get it at Tribal Council, by the time everyone got the clue or by the time tribal happened everyone would have known about it if it wasn't scratched off so i think it's fair it ended up being good tv i just think production kind of messed up with combining both of those yeah production's been getting a lot of heat recently especially <laughs> after the last interview i've had with a past contestant yeah yeah because it was revealed um to go back a couple of episodes to the first scandal of all stars the whole abby gate situation it was revealed that to, it was revealed by Jackson, but not by production. That you also knew prior yeah. to around that. Uh, care to give us your take on what happened at that point? Yeah. So, like, I wasn't really that involved with anything in that kind of sphere, um, but I did hear about it pretty quickly after um, because I think. I think Abby told Bailey and then Bailey just would like told me right away or something along those lines. I don't fully remember exactly what happened, but it was like before production had ever set any rules in place of like what to do with this information. I think Bailey was just like, Oh my God, like I just found this out. And then very quickly after production was like, well, you guys can't share that. Don't let it go out anywhere don't talk to anyone about it. And so we kind of just shut it down immediately. Bailey didn't share it any further. Um, in fact, I like completely forgot Bailey had even told me before because soon after Megan tells Sam, Sam tells Cooper. And once, once Sam tells Cooper, because Sam got the information from Megan, it allowed us to use that information because he got it fairly in game. And fairly is also in quotes because obviously Megan had like an impossible decision to make. Um, and so clearly she's not going to trust that people are going to keep it quiet. I don't blame her for that. But because it came from an inside the game source instead of from Abby, it allowed us to finally talk about it. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the, the mishap or that's kind of where the situation came from there. For me, it didn't affect anything. I was... I didn't really interact with Megan or Jackson. I didn't have any relationships with them going into season five. Um, so the first time you see me even talking to either of them is that first swap um, with Aaron. Um, that's the first time I ever talked to Jackson. Um, and I still hadn't talked to Megan at that point. So um, for me, it was literally like I heard the information and then just like, whatever. It just kind of went under the radar until a few weeks later. Yeah, so for those of you that are watching that are still blaming production and somehow saying they're rigging the season for someone, I think they're saying they're rigging it for Cooper, but it's actually the opposite. They're trying to rig it to get Cooper out. <laughs> uh, he found out about it like a minute after Bailey found out from someone in the game, and it wasn't for game purposes. Yeah. So leave production alone. They're doing their best. They're college people, for God's sake. Yeah. It you definitely was a mishap that it definitely is a mishap that they or Abby found out um, or Abby told Bailey. I think that was the whole issue. Um, but I don't think production. I think production should have had stricter rules on it for sure. 
um, of who they can share things with, if they can share things at all. Um, but it wasn't like, I, I don't think Bailey's boyfriend was trying to give her an advantage or anything like that. It was just literally like people would talk to their friends or people who would ask questions about it. Um, they would, they would typically know information. You even see like in some of the merge episodes, you'll probably see a few uh, people who are already on the season around because I think we let Akshay like come back and watch like challenges or tribals and stuff too. So they were like, they were still involved. We just all thought like everyone would just respect the game. And then Abby didn't respect the game and told uh, information to other people. So it ended up being bad and we should have had stricter rules on it, but we just didn't. Yeah. Once again, season two, bringing all the drama. <laughs> Constantly. We got to. Yeah, you don't even have to be in the game. And I mean, there's a reason why season two is my favorite season out of the Michigan ones. <laughs> we're uh, we're cast of characters. I love season two. Yeah, I know. I absolutely. It's one of the only Survivor seasons I've ever rewatched. Mm, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I don't that... think I've even rewatched seasons of Survivor. <laughs> yeah, I don't rewatch regular seasons. I'd rewatch college seasons, but they have to be good seasons for me to rewatch them. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, speaking of season two, that happened to be airing while the season was being out, and judging by the group seven meeting that came up to decide between you and Sarah, I think it definitely played an effect on why certain people wanted you out over Sarah. I'm trying to do the calculation maths, but what episode ha was premiere premiered by the time you got booted by any chance? I think the episode that had just aired was the Abby vote, which would be the one that right after I got blindsided with Bree leaving. And then the Abby episode is the episode where I win immunity and then start trying to run a whole uh, minority campaign against uh, Sarah, Jack, and Sam. Um, so <laughs> I do think it played a big effect on the game. Um, I think if, <laughs> if we were just like a week quicker and we did the, all of this before um, that episode came out. I, I think there's more people arguing to keep me, but right after that, having it having it right after that episode and everyone being like, should we blindside Nick's closest ally? They're, they're, it's definitely on their mind. They're definitely like, well, we just watched Nick have a whole episode where his an ally of his got blindsided and he went on a rampage so we can't have that happen again i'm surprised that ally didn't come to defend you while she was in the room <laughs> well i i'll give brie credit she did she did try i uh, i think they i don't know if it was here yeah, in the edit but it was three votes to vote out sarah, sarah and then four, four to vote out for you yeah so maybe like, baby and brie were definitely like arguing to keep me safe but i don't i just don't think they had uh enough sway in the conversation to do it yeah now i think there was something the three of them could have done it would have been one super risky and two pissed off people but they hadn't they technically had enough people to split the votes between you and sarah because they could put four on you three on sarah and it would have been three on sam two on adam that just could just be me wanting a huge vote split but it could have been done. And it then if you played and then Bailey could have been like, if you have an idol, play it. And be yeah. like, what? No. Oh, at least we got out someone. Yeah. Honestly, probably would have been a good move. I 
Uh, yeah, even like even with our vote split, it was like ours obviously seemed like very risky and stupid, but it was just one of those things where we were a group of eight and someone said, let's split the votes four and four. And if anyone said no, then it's like, oh, you don't trust the group. It was like, that's, the, that's where the vibe was. Um, so I think they were just like, oh, we got to be careful. But I think it would have been, I think it, it could have been a good move. And I will say I was calling Bailey on my way to tribal that day. I was like, something's going wrong. Who, who is most likely to spill who's, who will actually be leaving. And I was like, if anyone's flipping, if there's anyone I can guilt trip right now, it's probably Bailey. Let me, let me give it a shot. So I was calling Bailey, like on my way, walking to tribal. I was like, Bailey, I feel like something's happening. Like, do you know, like, is anything going on? And she's like, no, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And I was like, fuck. So I got no information, <laughs> but I, but Brie, Brie has told me in the, in the past couple of weeks that like, maybe if I called her instead, she probably would have told me. So maybe I called the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, you're like flipping through your contacts. You meant to hit Brie, but you accidentally hit Bailey. <laughs> yeah, it was the like, wrong call. <laughs> I mean, the one time Bailey keeps her mouth shut is the one time you need her to blab about something. Exactly, right? <laughs> uh. Yeah, that episode that was premiering on season two, that was also the infamous I Could Survive on an Island episode, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Damn it, if Lucy only got one... I think it's a curse. Whenever Lucy goes, you have to get the next placement because she got third, you got second, yeah. she got 13th, you got 12th, 10 places <laughs> later. <laughs> yep, I know. We love coincidences. <laughs> uh, I want to ask a quick question trying to go back to season two, if you can remember, like, I'm, what was that filmed like five years ago at this point yeah probably <laughs> yeah let's say by some coincidence you lost that tiebreaker against sarah x and you would have been the final juror and it would have been lucy mallory and sarah who would you have voted for to win sarah. Three? no really? doubt in my mind that was an instant vote for sarah going going into final tribal i don't think i realized like um how connected Mallory was to these people. I just felt like it was a lot of people were trying to just take that Mallory and Lucy to the end of scopes. Um, that's how it felt to me going into it, which is why I kind of went into tribal being like, Oh, like I'm, I'm good. Like I just was like, Oh, everyone was on the same page. Mallory and Lucy just were kind of like the people everyone wanted to sit by. I'm fine. Um, and then I found out very quickly after that it was not like that. But, um, but yeah, so I would I would have easily voted Sarah. And I I thought I was actually more shocked by her voting Mallory to win than I was by Sam voting Mallory to win. Because for me, um, Sarah, Sarah was very clearly trying to get Mallory and Lucy in the end. And she was doing that very early on. Um, and I caught, I like just caught on to it. Like she was, she was taking out her closest allies of Jack, of Mike, um, and whatever to, to get that final three. Um, and so I thought she would like appreciate the fact that I was working to do the same thing. Like I, I definitely took, or going into season two or during season two, I was taking advantage of the fact that like, I knew she was trying to get that final three. And so I was like, okay, well I'll use, like, I'll work with Sarah's vote as well to make sure that final three happens. But for me instead, um, and I thought she would 
I thought I thought she would recognize that or at least like give me credit for it. And I think she just thought I got lucky with it rather than realizing or noticing that like I was actively going for it as well. Yeah, well, now looking back, how many people have told you, yeah, I would have voted for you? <laughs> Dave, I don't know. Sarah, Sarah and Jack have not said that. Sam has said that to me, but I don't know if Sam's meant it. Um, but <laughs> but I, I think Sam, I think they all at least recognize that I did more than they thought I did during the game. Um, I think they... I think afterwards, I think they still agreed with their vote for Mallory, but I think afterwards they were like, oh yeah, I didn't realize like how hard you were trying or what all you were doing. Um, because because I think those three did write me off during the game. Like I, I even remember a time when, I think it was during the Maggie vote, I was trying to warn Jack that Sarah was trying to get him to like flush his idol. Um, and Jack just asked, Jack said he was super busy and like didn't meet up with me um, that entire week. And if he would have met up with me, I would have like just shown him like literal like phone conversations with Sarah where Sarah's like, yeah, I'm getting him to like play his idol, even though you guys aren't voting for him. And, <laughs> but, but he ignored me. So I, so he never, they never really got to see my game because uh, they didn't, they didn't really want to interact with me and we're just like, Oh, Nick's out. Like, like we need to get him out. And then, just kind of like put me on the side. So it happened. Well, look at y'all now. You and Jack can now share the glory of being a merge boot. <laughs> exactly. No hard feelings. We, we live, we move on. It's a game. I've played enough. I've, I'm an org <laughs> person. I've played since I was like 16. This is, this is just another game under my hat. <laughs> yeah. I want to get into orgs. I just can't find any that I'm like, really want to try i've been in a few and i've gotten far i've gotten not far i was also a merge boot <laughs> at some point i got idled out and got one vote yeah it's i don't know it's orgs take a lot of energy that i no longer possess um but but growing up when i was in high school and super introverted and not like not partying with people that's what i was doing constantly <laughs> Well, I wasn't playing. I was just watching <laughs> and writing way too much into it. <laughs> I, got I, I mean, I know I'm, I'm not Matthew Israel levels of being able to like tell you about certain seasons, but I am the resident like reality TV show nerd. Like I, I know pretty much all different types of reality shows and I've watched most of them. Um, so I, I can spew off that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't memorized details, but I do, do love reality shows. I know stats. Like I can list a season's boot order, vote count and who else got votes, but tell me like who said this line? I would not know a thing. Yeah. No, I, I just, I just know vibes of my, of the seasons. I know the vibes and I know a bunch of different seasons. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, I saw um, you. Yeah, go ahead. I saw you rock up that one challenge with like your MTV's challenge looking oh, yeah. outfit. Oh yeah, my mom got me that for Christmas. Wait. Oh, oh, don't tell me you actually have it. I also have my my 18th birthday. Um, I was away on vacation, 
um, uh-huh. with like my, I was, I was in church at that time. Uh, but <laughs> I was, yeah, I was with a youth group for vacation, but on my 18th birthday, I came back and my mom had like cleaned up my room and turned it into an HOH room for like big brother. <laughs> so like, I have like this little HOH thing from that. Um, she got me a robe, like put like pictures of my family, gave me like a HOH basket. Like this, I, this is an obsession. Like I, I, <laughs> Of if if there's anything you should take out of this, it's that I am insanely passionate about reality TV game shows, and I know it's such a weird niche. And I am I am awful at trivia, but if you pull out reality TV game show stuff, I am on it. I'm I'm loving it. I'm kind of like that as well because I went through a phase where like I wanted to watch like every reality show. Like I wanted to watch Survivor, and once I got that Big Brother, The Challenge, Are You the One? Top top model. What's another American Master Chef? I'm just trying to think of like competition American shows. Yeah, I've watched I've watched the niche ones. King of the Nerds. Oh, I love that. King of the Nerds is so fucking funny. I'm sad it's not airing anymore, but it's so good. Um, Twinning (laughs) was a like a one season uh, show. I don't remember on what fucking channel but it was that was a really good show that was like twins in separate houses um but they were like competing together amazing show so much drama uh, wow. get the nolan twins on <laughs> i think i think the twins who won that season ended up going on america's next top model as like competing against each other it was a really good Ooh. show I would recommend it if anyone's ever looking for just a random one season offshoot. I wonder if that was Amanda and Michelle. They're the only twins. No, it was Sean. It was Sean and Claire. Oh, do not recognize those names. But they were out recently. So if you if you watched it a while ago, but like yeah, I've watched Big Brother Australia a few seasons. I've watched most of Big Brother Canada. Like absolutely, I exclusively only watched Big Brother Canada. As you should. I try to get in. The U.S. sucks, but Big Brother Canada tops here. Yeah, I got in at the worst time to watch Big Brother U.S. My first Big Brother U.S. nineteen, Ooh. so not a good season. The one, the one I've I've watched since I was a kid, but the one that I got like invested in was Big Brother fourteen, which was Ooh, a good coach season. season. Yeah, that one I was like, that was at like fifteen, sixteen years old, so I was staying up every night watching big brother after dark because i did i wasn't paying for live feeds because i was too cheap and broke um but i was watching and recording three hour episodes of live feeds at night and i would literally just like the next day just sit in my bed playing video games on like my phone or something while it just played in the background for three hours every day like all summer it was obsessions I mean, it's a good season. You got Janelle, you got Brittany, you got Dan, you got Ian. I don't think there was any other... What else do you need? It was fantastic season. Would recommend. Yeah. But would recommend Big Brother Canada season two or five first. Oh, season two. Netta was robbed. Netta, Netta was so robbed. But amazing content. Uh, season two, my what's my personal favorite? I love. Um, I think Big Brother three, Canada three was one of my favorite. I know it's like people question some of the twists. Yeah. And Big Brother Canada six is has my favorite winner out of the Canada seasons. There's something flying in front of me. Six is that was oh. Heaven and Hell. 
Oh, yes, yes. I recently watched that. That was also a really good season. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch Seven. It's not good. Yeah. That's what I was confused about. That I was like, Seven was your favorite? No. But, no but yeah, Big Brother Canada Season 7 is not that great. But it was still dramatic. It still had a lot of drama. It yeah. And then like a- we don't talk about and we don't talk about eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eight doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Oh, this has nothing to do with Survivor Michigan, but who's your favorite challenge competitor if you have them? Oh, there are correct and wrong answers. <laughs> I think I might end up giving you a wrong answer. Uh, I say Jordan. See, I knew it was, I knew you wouldn't like. I knew you wouldn't be a Jordan fan. <laughs> uh, he's not one of my favorites. I can respect the fact he's a great competitor, just a shitty person. Yeah, no, admittedly he's an awful person, but <laughs> he is drama. He, I do love the drama that he brings. So I do love Jordan, even though this last season I, I didn't, I, I didn't like him too much, but. Do love Jordan. I also love Laurel. I, I love I love people who are dramatic and and can actually put uh, the money where their mouth is. Yeah, Laurel. I have like an up and down relationship with Laurel because there's times where I don't like her, but then I watched her on X on the Peak and I'm like, okay, this is making me like really like Laurel because yeah. you just feel bad for her. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you my favorite, and it'll probably reveal a lot about me. It, Cara Maria. Oh, I do like Cara. I did get sick of her by the time she like <laughs> kind of retired, but I want her back so badly. I mean, she's rumored to be on uh, the Challenge All Stars four. I know. I'm very excited. Did that whole cast looks fantastic? I cannot wait. The All Star seasons have been some of the best. So good. So good. Yeah, and I also have, like, a bad taste in challenge competitors. Like, another one of my favorites, I, I don't know if it's bad taste. Wes is also one of my favorites. Love Wes. I, yeah, I, I'm obsessed with Wes as well. Yeah. I know I, you, I don't know, I don't, if you, you should talk to Brie about the challenge. She just recently went on a binge, like, this past, a, a couple months ago. She watched, like, all of it. She She's a huge Wes supporter. Yeah, I feel like me if I ever get Brie on this, I'd, like, I'd be going on her about the challenge or K-pop in general. Oh, yeah. She would live for it. She would rather <laughs> yeah. talk about that than Survivor. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Brie, how's your Survivor? It was okay. Great. So, who's your bias? <laughs> yeah, she'd yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. I would say uh, my most controversial challenge person I like that I can think of would probably be Devin. Oh... I have a love hate with Devin, but <laughs> I at the moment I like Devin. I just I like Devin because he is an instigator and he's good. Or like he's decent. He's not like over overly good, but he's pretty good. Um I just hate the fact that like the same people are being in the alliances over and over again. And Devin is one of those people who like continues to get them to work together somehow. Um, so for that reason, I'm not a fan of Devin, but Devin, Devin separated from that group. I love Devin. Yeah, he's great. I did get annoyed with him with the whole targeting Johnny Bananas thing because I got old very quickly. But then they started working together, so it's like, yeah. (laughs) Johnny's another up and down relationship. It's like, uh, 
Yeah. It's like island era, no. Eras where he was sucking, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Johnny Bananas is good when he's not doing well. <laughs> yes. He's great. Let's bring back that Sarah curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of uh, Ashley. <laughs> She's another great one. Oh, I Millennia know. Mitchell. She hasn't been. She hasn't, she hasn't done well enough in recent seasons, but I need her. I need her back to do well again. She's so good. I just, just put her off for like confessional reasons. Yeah. Andy, like just people you. Davon's oh, great confessionals. Oh, always. She's amazing. I was so happy when she got on the challenge and she did well. Yeah. I think she was somewhat rumored to come back in her season, but then backed out a moment. She was supposed to come back this past season um but i think she i think she didn't get cleared medically for some reason i can't remember she said it somewhere she she has a podcast they have the challenge mtv podcast she says somewhere what exactly happened but if she was going to be on the season she would have been paired with josh yeah i don't stop bringing him back getting shitty partners josh is awful Oh yeah, she has been getting like the worst partners. Yeah. Well, she's not had a good partner at all. Give her a good partner for once. Yeah. Honestly, give her give her someone who can just like help her coast. Yeah. <laughs> Bring her back in a rival season and give her like Cam. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I was gonna say something else, now I can't remember. Prop. I guess we should probably. I guess it's probably a good time to end the podcast, considering we stopped talking about Michigan like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Nick, thanks again for coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule to come on board. Any final words you want to give to the viewing audience? Ah, <laughs> uh, not really. I just hope you guys tune in and enjoy the rest of the season. Yeah, and we wonder what you will experience being on the jury. I'm going to laugh at Sam's at the end, and you're the one vote that doesn't cause him to win. Oh, God. I won't spoil I'm it. just expecting it. Just know if that happens. Pure joy. Poetic justice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this should have been you. This should have been me uh, writing. This should have been you writing my name three years ago. So now. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Remember that meme? Oh, God. <laughs> well, bye, everyone. We'll see you for another Michigan review next time. <laughs>